Hello everyone, Lucy here. Um, I was going to do another one in the series uh, of podcasts on here about uh, writing your book and becoming a novelist and becoming an author and all the little tips and tricks I use that other book coaches wouldn't necessarily share. And then I've just had um, one of my um, typical kind of WhatsApp conversation with one of my lovely friends who, um, she lives down south and We've been friends for about two or three years now, I think. Um, and she knows all of my history, all of it. And um, I know a lot of hers. And we, um, we, 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 although we've we've not actually met, we've had a lot of contact and it's like, we're really close. And we, we tend to support and, and, and help each other when we make, we sort of slip up, shall we say, on our path to recovery. And on this podcast, I have done um, seven little podcasts in a row, but for the six stages of the narcissistic personality disorder abuse pathway and one of the stages had two podcasts because it was quite long because um, it included flying monkeys which takes a whole bloody million years to talk about vile creatures that they are anyway so um she has had a little um setback um in the romantic world shall we say recently and i do think it's this mercury retrograde because we're in a retrograde at the moment and life always goes absolutely fudging mental and i have to say i have had I'm not going to say a bad week or a worst week, but I have had a, a week of shocks and the sorts of shocks that come out of nowhere. And that is classic narcissistic abuse. There, there is this, it's literally like being in a boat and sudden, and you're kind of looking out and the horizon's fine and there's little seagulls kind of bobbing about and there's maybe a wee sort of blue whale bobbing past and you're like, well, this is brand new, going to have a wee sip of my, my espresso martini. Next thing you're hit by a massive wave, your boat's fucked you've spilt your martini which is which is the worst of the whole scenario and seagulls shout on you so and that's narcissistic abuse and that's that's narcissists is it's just these shocks but we have to learn to live with the inevitable um waves coming here there and everywhere when we're not expecting them and then i've had this and she's had that she was not expecting things to go the way they've gone and I feel empathy for her because it's the same sort of stuff that I have gone through. And we, and we've sort of had a little conversation about how we have to um, almost accept that we will be hurt. And it's about forgiving ourselves because we're heavily ed- educated in narcissistic personality disorder abuse. We know all the red flags and my book dangerous normal people understanding Casanova psychopaths and the narcissistic virus has a, I think it's 112 different red flags behaviors motives abuse um terms definitions in it 112 at the end of each chapter there's like six and seven so and and the chapter spans two years of my life being abused by this one particular narcissist but you know my whole life has been so uh, unfortunately bird shat spattered with them um 112 I know you need to buy that book. I'm telling you. Um, anyway, so she she's the same as me. We 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 know the red flags. However, this week, um, I just wanted to share that I've had two shocks. So one, I saw the I saw the red flags, and I kind of I worked quite hard at not giving in to the temptation within this kind of love bombing kind of context, and in my haste and determination to not be sexually abused by this man, 
um, who was rather delicious looking, uh, not the brightest machine in the arcade, but rather delicious looking, right up my alley, and I think he probably knew that. Um, younger than me, as they always are. Um, they seem to just love me, younger guys. Anyway, so um, he, I ignored the red flags because my, my entire focus during the engagement with him, which was over the phone and messaging, and just, you know, for, for quite a few weeks, um, was simply to not sleep with him. That was my focus because my my history has with me, my friend, there's been a lot of, um, we've let our boundaries down physically and we've engaged in intimacy with people who have simply not even been fit to lick our shoes, right? And my focus when, when he started love bombing me and I became quite sort of in, um, interested was don't sleep with him list don't sleep with him list don't sleep with him list which i didn't and in fact i never even met him um even though he was very very love bombing i mean he ticked every box for me he said all the right things we spoke on the phone for five hours the first day that we cyber met um and um absolutely it was all there but while there was all of the arousals there and the interest there and the and the areas of commonality and um uh, uh, the love every time every little piece of the love bomb process was another red flag so it was like bringing a fucking airplane in right it was red flag red flag red flag red flag and I just thought I sort of smiled wryly to myself in sort of mild arrogance that I wasn't going to sleep with him and I didn't obviously um but I have found in the last couple of days that he seems to um have done something like this with quite a few ladies and also taking money off them and what he did get from me was money because he was going to be my painter and decorator for my beautiful new kitchen which actually even without his um, suspiciously probably not very good expertise is gorgeous anyway I have to say it's beautiful um so my focus was get your kitchen decorated and don't sleep with them list <laughs> it's just like stay between those two goalposts um so I've, as I've said to my friend, I said, listen, what we need to do is we need to realise that two, a year, two years, three years, four years ago, me and you and many, many other men and women out there would have let our boundaries down and done the old behaviours that got us into old trouble and broke our old heart. And we are not those people anymore. Yes, we're aware now. Yes, we will still continue to make mistakes. Yes, these people will still be attracted to us and we will still be attracted to them. So we need to forgive ourselves. So that's a message really for this podcast is, is this is still going to happen. The difference is how you react to it. The difference is what fuel you give to the abuser. So do you sleep with them? Do you send pictures? Do you send videos? Do you give them money? Do you give them your time? Do you give them your trust? Do you give them your energy? These fuel sources do you do that um, and how long do you do it for and then ultimately the recovery time once you realize they are narcissistic or a narcissist or at least very least an abuser so my recovery time from this particular individual man which is one of two shocks this week has been about an hour <laughs> because I just like I'm pissed off about my money I want my money back but a lovely man has offered to do my kitchen for free if I donate to charity so you know all's well that ends well although I am 200 quid lighter I would have had to pay that for another decorator but obviously this guy's doing it for free but that's not the point and I may still get my money back but the reason why the recovery time is much shorter is because I gave this prick a lot less of me he did not get anywhere near as much of me as my previous abusers have had. So my recovery time was a lot quicker because I didn't have so much to heal. Does that make sense? 
So I've just said this to her. I said, yeah, you might have given some stuff in terms of your intimacy or your kind of time and your energy and your trust to this guy, but you gave a fraction of the amount you've given to previous users and abusers. So your recovery time will be quicker. And I just thought I'll do a podcast kind of on that sort of subject because I think we don't talk about, I mean, everyone talks about this cycle of abuse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how we go back into abusive relationships after being abused. Yeah, 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 right? But it's, it's still quite a taboo subject. And when we, 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 so many of us are embarrassed and ashamed. And I had a wonderful message last night from a lady totally out of the blue who had seen me on Twitter and had bought my book. And she said, I don't want people to know what happened to me because I'm ashamed. And a lot of people would be ashamed to have ended up in the situation I have ended up in as an expert in this. My friend, um, who is a mental health expert, and, and, and many, many, many men and women all over the world who will continue for quite a few years after the abusive context to have these kind of really negative um, experiences. And we don't talk about it because we're embarrassed, because we should be experts after the first, second, third time. You know, so I thought it's really important to kind of to, to share this today. Now, the second shock I had, you would need to read Dangerous Normal People, um, because in Dangerous Normal People, um, there is a character in there who I state as ha- as as being a, a a Machiavellian narcissist. So a narcissist that is more financially orientated, status, finance, reputation, thinks he's fabulous, wants to appear fabulous, would step over his granny to be and remain fabulous. The mask of fabulousness and wealth and 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 uh, sort of employ, his, his uh, employment status is this and he's that. And, and this whole sort of sexual kind of mask, the mask of being this sort of sexual god and um, using and abusing women and being a fabulous in bed and just really being a Casanova psychopath, which dangerous normal people also has in it, was not the mask I believed that this Machiavellian narcissist would ever wear. And in the book, I actually say there is no way this particular character, aka a real person in real life, of course, um, would have ever cheated on me, would ever cheat on me. And I found out on Wednesday night that he did. So, like, like again, I stutter when I'm, like, shocked. And I'm still in shock. I'm not hurt and I'm not upset. I'm livid. Absolutely livid. Because that particular person, and I won't even say what name he has in the book, because you'll have to buy the book to find out. That particular person has made my life a complete misery using language that you would use to describe someone who has cheated on you. And I have allowed it because because if you buy Dangerous Normal People, you'll know why I allowed it. But now, now I know he is the biggest, fattest, most vile hypocrite. Now I know, and that's narcissists, they're hypocrites. They are, they are the ma- they're not manipulators, they're hypocrites. And that's part of the manipulation process. Now I found out he has been calling me those names and abusing me within that context. And I have allowed it because I felt guilt. Now I know he cheated on me for months, months. I'm not a happy body, not at all. But you'll need to buy dangerous normal people to try and guess who he is and to be as disgusted and shocked as I am. Thank you.